Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond binary. And in my book, every baker here is a star baker. You're my star baker. Uh, Get ready. Get set. And it's time for Sleep With Me, patrons. The podcast you empower to put you to sleep. What do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside... Whatever's keeping you awake, it could be thoughts you're thinking about or things on your mind. It could be feelings or physical sensations. It could be changes in time or so, so you know, things on your mind, obviously. Uh, things you're feeling physically or emotionally or noticing that are impacting your sleep, I guess. Uh, or changes or just, stu- you know, stuffing stuff. You say, I don't know what it is. That's what I like sometimes. I say, I say well... Uh, temperature, oh boy. Uh, so whatever's keeping you awake, I, I'm going to try to be here to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is i got a safe place here. It's been a few uh, uh, intros for me where I've said uh, a safe place. I'm going to uh, smooth it. I'm going to pat it down. I'm going to rub it. I'm going to say safe place and uh, raise my hand uh, like when I say that. Smooth the pat it, rub it down. But yeah, I'm gonna say, like I have a, a place set aside for you and prepared. Or, you know, say, well, I prefer, you know, I'm a minimalist for my safe places. I say, wow, cool. Can we talk about that in a little bit? And uh, so whatever scheme we can, oh, what am I going to do though, after I establish that safe place? And if you're new, it's really my job to earn the safe place. Uh, but what, I, what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'll use lulling soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go off topic and get mixed up. So that's something uh, like uh, like filler words just like that. I'll slow down. I'll get confused. Like, I guess I do. I mean, yeah, I get confused. I get mixed up. I can't keep up with my thoughts, and then my thoughts go from you know, not able to keep up with them to then barely they go, go to a standstill. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, you were just running. What do you need a little break? Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, well, you're just running around. So maybe my thoughts are like a little kid. Like you know when a kid does that, and then they're breathing heavy, and they say they say yeah yeah yeah. What were, what were you doing? Just running around there. Yeah, I was running around. Now I'm standing here, catching my breath. You see, but the only difference is when a kid does it, it's kind of cute most of the time, unless you're trying to go somewhere or you say, well, I just put that suit on you. And uh, the, but like in this case, it's in my brain where I'm trying to say, well, I'm trying to go to sleep actually. So if you could not, or I'm trying to do a sleep podcast. So if you could, I don't mind you moving, but if you could just move at a slower, like not so erratically, I guess is what I'm saying. Though I appreciate your, your like, uh, I appreciate, what was a, we had a joke uh, a long time. So once upon a time, so most of you have heard of the band U2, though for a lot of you, you say, well, that is that a, that's a classic rock band, right? I say, yeah, I guess apparently it is. But what, uh, like, uh, then, uh, like, what you say, uh, there's a song, She Moves in Mysterious Ways, that you two, uh, you two sings. And I can't remember, like, I, this was at least four or five years ago. I used to say, you know, Scoots moves in superfluous, uh, superfluous ways. Uh, he had another one, though. Uh, but what was the one? I, what was that vocabulary word I was just using with that part of my brain? Erratic ways. Uh, scoots moves in, in erratic. That's not as flowy or prosy. If erra- I mean, I guess erratic ways. Uh, I don't think it was superfluous ways, but I guess I do. It, like, can you move in a superfluous way? I, I maybe if anyone can, I can. I can try. 
Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. So, uh, what new listener? I'm so sorry. I was just moving around and super, you know, I was moving around superfluously and radically. So, if you're new, let me give you some information. I'm glad you're here. Clearly, you're, this is a different podcast. I mean, you already realized that. Uh, so, I want you to know a couple other things. This podcast is best if you just barely listen to it. Like if you're waiting for me to make sense or get char- be charming or have a comforting voice, uh, some people feel like that. But if you're if you're not sure yet, you may it may be like it's better if you just kind of uh, uh, like release your grip on normalcy. I guess that would be it. Expect some soft erratic behavior from me. Not you know I'm much more of a soft erratic uh, than a like a sharp edge to you know running around like that kid you say were you running in spirals like uh like uh, yeah i was running in spirals it was uh nice huh yeah i really liked that as opposed to like uh more like side to side yeah it's comforting like i mean i did you notice i did it in uh for a little while in the counterclockwise and then clockwise they weren't spy i guess they were spirals kind of loops uh, ovular I move in ovular ways in spherical ways can you move in a spherical way if you're just on the ground yeah when I was jumping up that's when I was I was jumping up like I was running on a sphere and technically we're on a sphere so whenever I run I'm running on a sphere in a spherical way well you got me there you totally do kid running running kid inside me yeah, you better get back to that intro. The new listeners are listening. I don't know. There's something about your breathless voice that really is innocent and comforting to me. Like, so maybe you could take over. Yeah, but I don't know if anybody's going to like it. But so, okay, so yeah, don't really listen to this podcast. Just like uh, barely listen to it. Just like if you were out running with me and we were kind of listening to the noises like the the bugs are making. In the trees far, far away, not anywhere near where you're sleeping. Or the wind is making up in those trees. You know, those kind of sounds that just drift into the background. That's what this podcast should do. And then uh, that's one thing. So it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to. Also, this is a podcast. Uh, what's the other thing, Scoots? Well, thanks. You want me to take back? Yeah, I'm out of breath. Thanks for taking back over. I'm going to go run around some more. Okay, I'll see you. Do you want to? Do you want to um, take? So I have some orange Kool Aid here because I think I, I like it when I ran around and I had orange Kool Aid on my face and, and my chest without a shirt on. Just reminds me of being a kid. Okay, maybe later I got to run. Okay, I'll see you. So yeah, don't barely listen to me. This is a podcast you don't really listen to. It also barely puts you to sleep. It's kind of more here to keep you company as you drift off at your leisure so if you can't sleep i'm going to be here for an hour to keep you company and whether you're awake or asleep or you wake back up and then if you need me you could play me for eight hours or 10 hours or whatever you need to do but you'll kind of find your way the other thing is and this isn't really there's no gain for me by telling you this other than almost every listener tells me it takes two or three tries to get used to the show I mean, there is a percentage of people that immediately strongly dislike this show, and that's a, like that's just part of making stuff. That's a reality. And there's some people that like it right away or fall asleep right away. But for the 90, 90% of listeners, this is very different. So it takes two or three tries to get used to it. And it may take two or three tries. I guess if you give it two or three tries, you're really trying. So if you don't like it after two or three tries, I will, will give you applause. Like email email me or something so I can applaud you. Versus the people that have strong, like they listen to 10 minutes and then they let me know strongly how they feel about me. Which I say, great. Like I totally, res- I mean, I don't like, I don't respond to those because they say, well, you do, okay. Yeah, I, I realize this podcast does not work for everybody. Uh so I'm here to help who I can, but it, for most people that ends up helping, I guess that was my point. Give it two or three tries. I mean, there was a recent like review that someone said they gave it like a bunch of tries and then it worked. And then there's a, a common thread among reviewers, like one out of every hundred says, I listened to the podcast two years ago 
absolutely strongly felt I did not like it. And then two years later, I said, well, let me give it one more try. And then I realized, oh, it's, uh, he really is that little kid running around. And, and, uh, it is, there's something there that's not there to pay attention. Like, uh, there's something there if I'm not looking. So I guess my point is just see how it goes. Uh, oh, oh, structure show. Okay. So that's the next thing that throws new people off. So I want to tell you about that. And I want to remind all the regular listeners, uh, what up regular listeners? How'd you, how'd you like that part where I was running around? Did you like that? Let me know. Cause yeah. Hi, regular listeners. It's me. I'm going to run around some more slowly. Don't worry. In a slow motion way for the rest of the, okay. I'll see you. Okay. Um, okay. So structurally what to expect show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary and star bakers in this case. That's so you know you're welcome. Then there's business. That's how we're able to bring this podcast uh, twice a week uh, for free instead of part of a service. Then there's the intro. So the business throws some people off, but the intro can really throw a lot of people off. The intro is around 12 to 20 minutes long, but it's kind of its own sleep podcast, really, because, you I mean, where else are you going to get uh, a part of us that's all, for a lot of us, very familiar, that running around kid? breathless running around kid and you say well that is there is something soothing in in a like when a kid that's just barely out of breath not fully and you say yeah like uh but you can't really that's just the stuff that comes up in the intro but the real purpose of the intro is to ease you into bedtime just like this kid is now that they've run around now they're sitting under a tree there and their breath is returned to normal, and they're look. They have a book in their lap, and they're kind of looking through the book at the pictures, and they're not even reading it because they're 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 uh, they're winding down. And for sleep with me, the intro gives you a chance to get some separation from the day. Whether it's part of your wind down routine, whether you're listening before you get in bed, whether you're listening during the day for a break, whatever it is. The intro just gives you a little buffer, uh, and ideally is a nice landing strip for bedtime. Uh, but yeah, it does go on and on and on and on. So some people are like, when does this show start? And I say, well, technically it already started. It's just a uh, slow moving and pretty senseless. Uh, so that's, a, that's the intro. Then there's business. That's part of the podcast structure. Then there's, uh, the episode. And tonight we'll be talking about the Great British Bake Off Baking Show, which is what I should have been calling it all along. And then there's thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. Um, the reason I make the show, one, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place to respite. And if you get the sleep you need, the world's going to be a better place. It's really that simple, right? So if I can help with that, it would be my honor. Uh, because if you're rested, my world's a better place. And you say, well, it's, you know, incremental. Like I, I live in Shanghai and, you know, or, or, or wherever you are in the world. And you say, how's that going to impact? I say, it does. Like a tiny bit of betterness in the world is better for everybody. I mean, we know that's true. But also the reason is I've been there. I know how it feels tossing, turning, mind racing. So if I can help, uh, I can relate to what it feels like when it, when you're not, you know, when you're tossing and turning. So that's important to me. And I think that's it. I mean, uh, I, I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple ways we're able to bring this podcast uh, twice a week. All right, my bakers, it's time to talk about uh, desserts week. And I'm just getting it going here. It says desserts week. Uh, it's a sweet week for the remaining contestants with rolled meringue, jiggly gelatin, and a mesmerizing chocolate masterpiece that melts away. And let's see, it's rolling here. I got the subtitles on. And I got my notebook. Uh, and I'm here to talk to you about desserts week. It starts off, oh, so I said, what's Channel 4 and Love Productions? I have to look that up at some point. Uh, they have the te- teaser of stress and work, work sprays, uh, globes, and uh, 
Just noticed something on Noel's shirt. Almost called him Julian again. Custard pie. Oh, this opening is a custard pie in the face opening. Uh, Paul. Of Paul Run. Oh, there's also autumn colors. And then we start with the talking heads. I'll bounce back, though. There's the, uh, oh, there was a, what was that, a rabbit or a squirrel on the fence? Let's see. Great British Bake Great British Bake Off Baking Show. There's a squirrel running on the fence. There's sheep. Uh, Noel has a pie and an amazing shirt. Um, Sandy's asking him, well, you, Paul got one in the face last year. She goes to throw it away. She puts it in Paul's face. And then, oh, Noel and Sandy run off. Then the bakers walk down the stairs. Uh, we do the talking heads. Bryony's a little worried. Scraping through every week. Uh, Ruby wants to have one. Manon's like, so far I've dodged disaster. So hopefully it'll continue. Uh, John's like, this is competition. Dan is strong. Raul's definitely strong. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, Autumn Colors, Talking Heads. Manon has an Eiffel Tower shirt. Sandy has a Popsicle sweater. What am I supposed to talk about? Uh, Oh, 201. So Terry's out this week, which is interesting for the rules. Uh, in mug, better way. Oh, to have, oh, this is great. Was it, did I already miss that? Yeah. Uh, did I miss it? Oh, yeah. It said two minutes. Uh, he has, uh, our buddy Raul says, he, he's like, what better way to start the day than with a glass of milk? And then he drinks it on screen. And then they say, oh, Terry is poorly, so he's not feeling good. Uh, so on with uh, something uh, filling enclosed. Oh, this is a Rouland thing. On with the challenge, Sandy says. Moran, R- Moran, Meringue Roulade, Roulade, family size, melt-in-the-mouth meringue. There you go. It has to be encased, perfect swirl. Also, Sandy has a I didn't realize her collared shirt is the reverse of her popsicle sweater. And I guess at some point I'll pause it on Noel's shirt. Uh, So then we have uh, two quiet separating eggs uh, sequence, uh, yolk problems, uh, sugar. We're looking for a great roulade, uh, beautiful spiral. Bakers really have to think about uh, the balance of flavors. Got to get some acidity, sharp fruit, good curd. Come on, have some good curd already because meringue is very sweet. Nowhere to hide, Paul says. Then we see some flowers. Uh, Dan's mixing some egg whites. He's getting his meringue. meringue. Kim Joy's going for a more stiff, glossy meringue. No undissolved sugar. Manon's uh, heating up uh, her oven. They ask, okay, so how are you making it? Well, I heat the sugar in the oven because it dissolves quicker in the egg whites. So hopefully I'm guaranteeing a good meringue. Cherry roulade. Sweet something, sweet soaked cherries or something. Uh, uh, Then um, they smell something, almond kernels uh, from her thing. Uh, They say, have you done this before? Never made a meringue roulade before. Paul says, hmm, interesting. Bryony does a double take. Then Bryony's slowly adding sugar to her egg whites. She's making a trickle tart, uh, her husband's favorite, but in a roulade. So they have some mascarpone cheese, fresh figs and pears, uh, three figs, or three pears. Paul bites into a pear. He loves pears, I guess, apparently. So it is Noel. He says they're underrated. Who's the press officer? They need more attention. Uh, What else do we got? Pecan something. uh, Like clouds dream. They're moons. Oh, this is uh, uh, Kim Joy stuff. Her meringue's like clouds. Uh, makes you think of dreams. So she's doing a dream-themed uh, sleep with me thing. Sweet dreams are land with moons and stars, passion fruit curd. And they say, what do you dream about? She goes, well, last night I woke up at 11. And, uh, and Noel says, well, I had a dream. I was playing with Sandy. She was a bull. And I was helping her dance. Uh, 
Then John's spreading his meringue around. He prefers using a sheet to tins, gives it a more rustic edge. Uh, he goes, you use the word rustic, you could get away with anything in baking. He's also making mango spheres. He's spherical. spherical. I said, I move in spherical ways, John. Did you hear that? Uh, mango spheres. A sphere of sphere. Sphere of sphere. Spherification, spherification, he says, uh, and they say, good luck, because we don't even know what you're talking about. No room for air, too long, to, to it'll be too dry, too under, it'll collapse. Uh, it has to be slightly rollable. So it's a little warning sequence. Now, uh, harder, rouse, uh, stress, ruby, too much booze. Uh, then they say, dude, Raul, how'd you learn to, uh, your knife skills? He goes, TV and YouTube. Uh, I think Sandy asked him then. Uh, trickle tart filling, not too runny. Uh, you want to make sure it's just right. Dan is, is inspired by his trips to the Florida, to Florida Keys. Cocktails, lime curd is going to be the star. And then Ruby is inspired by going out and having pina coladas in Liverpool when she lived there. And Nolsa's small world, Paul just bought me one. True story. He says it in a way it's like that it sounds like it's not a true story, but he says he just bought me one the other day. And I said, where were, like, at the hotel bar? Like, where are those two hanging out? Uh, rhubarb and custard for Raul, uh... Uh, grown into liking uh, the root taste of rhubarb after a party. He has some star baker stress from winning three times in a row. And Noel says, if you win again, I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to carry me around on your shoulders. Karen goes back to another uh, holiday theme. She says, yeah, remember, like, I love coffee creams and uh, hazelnut pralines are the two fastest things that go when you get a box of chocolates at my house. It's going to have whiskey filling. She puts the curd in the fridge. Uh, then we get the halfway mark, 52 and a half minutes, uh, some left. Uh, I'm supposed to pause it at 10 minutes. Uh, that's oddly specific. Uh, oh, to talk about Noel's shirts. Let me just look up here. So let's see. Ruby's pina colada, roasted pineapple. Make sure you have one for me. Uh, rhubarb, it's getting cooked up there. It was too sharp originally, the flavor. But then I had rhubarb and custard. Uh, so it was one of the first British flavors I've grown into liking. Also, his has, like, these kisses that look like uh, holiday Hershey's, like, white chocolate and peppermint kisses. But they're made from meringue, so don't, you know, they're dinner, they're not uh, chocolate kisses. He says, yeah, I'm going to get my shirt. Well, maybe I could talk about his shirt now. Well, no, I can't see it. Karen's working. Karen really does a good job uh, with her glasses, like, contrasting in a positive way with her outfits. Uh, like she's like a like a mustard sweater, and then a, like a, not a sky blue glasses uh, frame, but uh, let's see. Now she's I'm just seeing her custard, and she also has a pin on or, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Uh, I think you call it a pin. Okay, yeah. Now here's the halfway through point. So, like, just noticed recently on Noel's shirt is uh, he is there's like a, a crab. It's some sort of, it's a print shirt, uh, very funky, long-sleeved. The background overall is a dark navy or black. And at first glance, you'd say, okay, it's some sort of like a funky Hawaiian-style shirt. Or then you say, maybe it's a universe. But if you really start to study it, you realize it's happening under the sea. So there's a crab, there's coral, there's a lobster, it looks, or a koi. So it's like an aquarium shirt. Uh, so it's very complex. So it's meant to be savored because you say, at first glance, it's just a cool shirt. And they say, was that the universe? Is that a disco shirt? Very nice colors. And uh, I think it very kind of, like looks good on him. Like it goes with his hair and stuff like that. Uh, 
Okay, nice crispy coating, creamy center, so double alliteration there. Uh, people cheering on their baking, rising, rising. I hope it tries, it does not crack too much. Uh, look how lovely it's talent. I think Dan says that, or somebody says that when they're rolling there. It's cool. Uh, Dan, so close, don't rub. Uh, uh, haven't got Starbaker yet. Oh, yeah, Dan and it looks like Dan and Ruby are joking around. Uh, uh, we're going to let this bad boy cool for a bit. Uh, oh, yeah, Noel says, how come you're a star baker? He says, don't rub it in. He goes, so close. Uh, and he goes, well, I'm not going to get excited. Then they're talking, they say, that guy over there, he's all that stands between you and star baker. But you're doing well. And he goes, well, does anybody think of me? And he's, Noel says, I do. Uh, well, you and me outside, half an hour left, uh, squidges, there's a nice word, squidges out, uh, Dan says, if you do it the wrong way. People are coding their squares and the dreaded roll sequence, uh, as a technique called hope, <laughs> that's what somebody says, it's a technique called hope, uh. Tight swirl, so decadent, not good. Roll, baby, roll. Oh, Dan, John says technique called hope. Uh, Dan's rolling his. Oh, nice little roll. Little butte. Oh, no. Stop moving uh, too much. Uh, oh, two minutes. Uh, pretty piping. There's another nice alliteration. Uh, baking at my level. Uh, Sandy, cause Sandy, I think Sandy and Kim Joy, somebody's like down low sitting down and Sandy says, now you're baking at my level. Uh, something at the zoo looks like it was, uh, I'll see what it is, uh, coming up here. Reverse something and breathe. Someone says as they're trying to, oh, Manon's is falling apart to her. It's cracked her Ruland. Stop moving. She's wants to stop moving. Okay, 10 minutes, and uh, leakage out the side, neaten it up with some pretty piping. Oh, just covered up the crack. Uh, come on, put some cherries on top. Improv, improv, improvisation. Oh, it's Kim Joy. Kim Joy's decorating her cookies down low, and Sandy says, Oh, this is what I've been down here my whole life. Uh, Oh, and then Noel goes up to Ruby. He says, your, your Rulon looks like a caterpillar I saw at the zoo. An exotic one. Looked a bit like that. It wasn't healthy. Dan finds that hilarious. Uh, John's mango spheres, something, I don't know, basically some jelly sweet. I don't know. Reverse sphere, sphere, spherification. One minute left, uh, stop moving. Oh, no, we already said that. Everybody's, this is like the final sequence. Uh, gold leaf, uh, too much is not enough. Uh, some people still have stuff in the fridge. Kim Joy's really shaking. Voila, time is up. Uh, flowers, Rulanda, Ruby says, Cindrilico, Cindrilical prey. Fold and swirl. Oh, these are the reviews. Let me uh, hold on. I'm ahead of myself. There's a little duckling swimming in the pond. And it was playing with, like, some grass. So, yeah, now we have the uh, ju judgment. Oh, they even have to say, Raul, time's up. Okay, so Ruby, they say, very cylindrical. That's a word, cylindrical. Shape of it all the way. She's praying. They take it, uh, it's got more of a fold than a swirl. Beautiful and light, though. Fantastic, uh, flavor-wise. So, one for Ruby. Kim Joy, Dreams Passion, Hello. Bruce says, Exquisite Piping, but the inside is a little bit clumsy and thick. Uh, flavor's lovely. Same, you know, the theme's good, but, uh, so you go to sleep and you wake up, the passion follows. That's what Bruce says. Uh, everybody laughs at that. Uh, but yeah, so Kim Joy, mixed results, I would say. Clumsy Ruland, uh, no spiral. And uh, uh, they like the passion fruit curd. But next time, thinner meringue. 
the man and sir's broke apart broken up a lot that's a shame two cherry good balance uh really good idea but uh, my mouth's watering tastes lovely then rahul lots of great kisses looks good all the way down he says thank you They've got massive meringue with a little fold, though. No spiral, buddy. Star Baker. They say meringue's a bit chewy. It didn't bake it long enough. Bake it a little longer, but your interior's delicious. Uh, sharpness from the rhubarb. So it tastes good. So safe, but not not out of the park. Uh, Karen, pretty sad and flat. Uh, so soft it collapsed. Underdone meringue. The swirl's there, but the inside's so soft that it collapsed. Yeah. Let's see. Dan, love your decoration. Very neat. Uh, neat as a pin. I think Bruce says that. Good spiral. Wonderful. Fresh. Uh, like, uh, but balance is good. Something else. Flowers. The decorations. And Paul doesn't say anything. He just gives him. He says you do have a spiral. Good one. And he handshakes Dan. So everybody collapses, uh, is happy. Uh, Briny, she has seepage, cylindrical, but lost a spiral. Uh, flavors are great, but uh, seepage, that was another word I marked. I really like that word. John, his looks great, but it's a, a bit of a spiral. Uh, he gets a handshake, though. Is that right? Deck? There's no one on this show named Declan, right? I don't think. Because I have some that looks like Declan's a Passion Fruit Celebrations handshake. So we'll see. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, oh, he gives a high five with Man, and he's so happy. So is Dan. Kim Joy's sad, you know. Karen says she's at the bottom of the class. Could be curtains for me. Okay, well, let's see what John's saying. Duckling, that's when the duckling, so we see the duckling twice before the judging and after it. Now the duckling is playing with the spherification, perfect. Nice little touch that. Uh, Delicious. You really got a good flavor coming through. Sharpness. Celebrating the fruit. He gets a handshake. Uh, Oh, handshake. I don't know what ducklings is. but uh, he does get a handshake. That's one of the things I wrote. Uh, so he gives a high five. And then we have the duckling. And then it's not going to be easy because it's time for a 70s classic. And also Starsky and Hutch. And they say follow recipes. So for something I'll have to look up. I, I got to look at blancmange. Raspberry blancmange with a wobble. And uh, then some Lodge du Chat biscuits. Uh, and a lot of people, somebody says, I don't have the foggiest idea. So it's not going to get any easier. Uh, your technical challenge is uh, Prue, 70s classic. She fixes her, her glasses are two toned. Uh, normally this would come in packet form, but you're going to make it from scratch, Prue, right? She says, Yeah, follow the recipe. Sandy says, Well, that's helpful. Uh, off you go. Okay, retro classic, the blancmange, uh, uh, raspberry blancmange with a wobble, blancmange, mange, uh, long de chat biscuits, identical. You have two and a half hours on your mark, get set, bake. Uh, so it's kind of like a some sort of like a gelatin dessert, uh, Okay, we're a wobble, having the foggiest, Ruby says that. So 25 minutes, is that all, all they have? Everybody starts racing. Maybe they have two and a half hours, I don't know. Then they show Paul and Prue having it. He used to have it at school, so they had school desserts. Uh, that's what my daughter said, school desserts. He goes, why would you make this, Sandy, or yeah, Prue? And she goes, well, because it's, uh, this is more like panna cotta, not some store-bought uh, kit. And she goes, it's got a nice hit of raspberry. You're going to use gelatin to set this. So, so you're under pressure because you only have two and a half hours, and it needs two hours to freeze and chill. And this butter biscuits look really good with the blancmange. Uh, biscuits provide the crunch. 
so we have gelatin retro, kind of 70s. Uh, Paul didn't like it when he had it at school. Uh, then we get a, a fruit puree sequence, uh, custard making, blooming gelatin leaves, uh, 300 mils of double cream, somebody says. Uh, looks like a brain. Uh, into the mold. How does it come out? Uh, where's my freezer? So people are trying to get theirs done fast because I don't know if they know they have to have it in there for two hours, but. Uh, so basically, if 30 minutes to make this thing uh, in the perfect world, blooming bl- instead of blooming onions, blooming gelatin, uh, almond extracts. Yeah, 300 mils of double cream. I don't know what double cream is, but it sounds creamy, you know. Uh, one hour in the freezer, one hour in the fridge. It would blanc de ma or uh, the cat's cat's tongue is uh, what those biscuits are. Uh, Ruby calls Dan Tattletales. Uh, how long? How long do we bake it for? Uh, cats' tongues and coffee. Uh, what could be better? Uh, won't green perfect moment. Uh, Mama goes more frozen. Biscuits out of oven. Let's see if I can make any sense. A multitude of something. Karen says. Long's the shot, uh, cat's tongue. Long's the shot, uh, cat's tongue. Everybody knows it now. A lot of people don't know what they're supposed to look like because they never made it before. Long's the shot mis- mixture, no method, just the ingredients. So really tough. Uh, got to pipe it and bake it now. Uh, Oh, Dan says, this, my, my bladder looks good. No peeking, Ruby. Pipe 12 identical fingers. And everybody's trying to get them identical. Wow. I never, I've never piped anything. I don't have the patience for that. They say, thanks, bro. Okay, maybe a few minutes. I don't know. 160 or 10 minutes. Who knows? Yeah, uh, there's the cat's tongue in the uh, cat's tongue in coffee. That's all we eat in France. Uh, okay, melt the white chocolate, green cocoa butter. Add that to the mint. Uh, uh, people say, "Well, I don't know about green food coloring." And then they're halfway through. Important moment. Uh, you got to check your blancmange uh, and choose the perfect moment to go from the freezer to the fridge. Too long in the freezer. Uh, oh, too long in the freezer. I would never thought this. Then the gelatin won't respond, respond well. And Dan says, yeah, it doesn't. So that would be my mistake. Much like Manon's mistake is to keep it in the freezer too long. So uh, we do see the results of that. And that's exactly what I said. Well, if 30 minutes in the freezer is good, an hour is better. Or if you're supposed to do an hour, you might as well do an hour and a half, which was incorrect. Uh, gotta, you need some time in the fridge. Oh, also, a, a multitude of song. I don't know what that was. Karen says that. Dan, Dan says, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? I-N-N-I-T. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, uh, 15 minutes till blancmange time. Uh, then hot water, quick gel, slip and slide out, uh, and flip it, uh, and this is sh- the stress time when they're trying to get their things out, uh, Dan, John's, Karen's are all a little slimy, Ruby's is melty, Manon's is gooey, uh, she tries to get hers back in the fridge for five minutes, uh, uh, Manon's goes flat. She says, so rubbish, I think. Uh, then there's the final assembly. Yeah, there's everybody doing their flips and their shakes uh, and their pounding. Saying, come on, let's get this thing out of there. Everybody's kind of using a similar method. And then they do the reveals. And at first you think everybody's is a disaster, but I guess it's just a little bit of liquid at first. Uh, like everybody's has some, but oh, Karen's is the one. Holy cow, hers is like liquid, liquefied, hundred percent. 
Manon's looks better than Karen's, but uh, she puts hers in the freezer. Bryony got hers out fine. Karen says Karen's did not come out fine. Now Karen's glasses match her under sh- the shirt she was wearing under the mustard sweater. Uh, let's see. Into the fridge, man, and so rubbish. Final assembly. Time is up on the table. Perfect wobble. So then we go through the judging, which I have the notes here. Kim Joy has good wobble, good color, good consistency, and a good biscuit. Karen, her color and definition were lost, and her biscuits, uh, not something. Uh, roll, a uh, nice wobble, delicious, uh, but, uh, underbaked biscuits, maybe. Uh, briny, not set up, underbaked, uh, so let's see, there's a Kim Joyce. Should we start with this one? Bit of a wobble. The definition's lost a little bit, but, uh, color's good. Uh, this is a good biscuit. Yeah, then they do Karen's, uh, could have been better sets, uh, definition, the biscuits, uh, they look as if they could have gone in the oven a little longer. Yeah, they definitely, uh, nice color, nice wobble, uh, delicious, uh, tartness, uh, and the rat biscuits, uh, underbaked, uh, then briny, lost a bit of color. Not quite set, uh, lovely and crisp biscuit. Manon's is more of a pool or a soup. Uh, it's not set at all. What a pity. Great flavor. And the biscuits are good. This one, uh, John's, has a decent color. Lo- lost a definition, but lovely. Biscuits look good. Beautiful from a baking point of view. Ruby's uh, color's not bad. Um, nice blancmange. Biscuits do look good. Beautifully piped. Uh, great biscuits. And Dan's nice wobble. Color's great. Um, beautiful blancmange. Uh, smooth, sharp. Uh, biscuits are skinny but good. Uh, nice. So then the rankings. Manon, Karen, Kim Joy, Bryony, Raul, John, Ruby, Dan. Then they say, well done. There's some talking heads. We see Karen's stressed, Bryony stressed, and then Kim Joy's a little bit worried and sad. Like she even sheds a tear because she's been doing so well. Uh, then they walk back one more chance. Uh, they give their hugs. Uh, then the hosts and the judges have their table talk. Uh, top four, bottom four, Dan the man. Wallops of flavor, they say. Uh, then they show the stress faces of the bakers. Chocolate ball dessert. This is a magic trick. A chocolate sh- sphere to reveal a dessert within. I've never seen this before, but it sounds pretty cool. Uh, and uh, you got three hours. Uh, pressure's on. It's very hot. Uh, uh, so you have to, like, create a chocolate globe or sphere that's, so that'll melt away. It has to melt. Uh, don't want it to crack. Uh, and uh, you have to want it to work on two levels. Uh, so that's interesting. So you start with Briny, who's having white chocolate, amaretto, blood orange, and sticky toffee pudding. And they say, you sure about this white chocolate? Because uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. And uh, they say, yeah, yeah, we're going to go for it. Uh, Let's see, hidden, I don't know what that says. Ruby's doing a golden egg uh, with a tropical tart inside. Uh, uh, Have you seen this in a restaurant? I think Paul asked her that. She says, yeah, actually I have. Uh, Dan, I'll have to wait till it comes up because I can't do Jazond, uh, a layered mousse cake, uh, uh, giant, Dan and the giant peach for constant, his daughter. That's her favorite bedtime story. And then they say, John also inspired by his kids does a ballet opera, an opera cake inspired by opera cake. His is a ballet cake, 11 layers. Uh, Noel says he's using goth juice in there. 
Let's see. So we have the starting sequence here. Starting. Everybody's, you know, especially the people on the bottom are saying, oh, boy. Because it's warm. Uh, trying to stay cool. Uh, Mana wants to get it in the fridge as soon as she can. We're asking for the most delicious original dessert inside a chocolate globe. Uh, so that when you pour that sauce on, it melts away. Perfect chocolate dessert underneath. And therein lies the problem, Paul says. Too thick, it won't melt all the way through. Too thin, it's going to crack and fall away. And we're judging their desserts. Yeah, it's got to blend well, the chocolate and the sauce. So two levels to be thinking. Uh, dessert better be good, though. Your chocolate and your sauce. Wow, so there's like three layers at least. And then some of them are doing these multi-layer opera cakes. So Briny's doing a chocolate ball, as we said, white chocolate ball, and encasing it as the toffee pudding tart. Well, Paul makes his own toffee pudding, I guess. So they say, oh, boy, uh, sticky toffee. She goes, well, my husband loves it. And hers is going to be, like, white with, like, uh, some stripes, uh, colored marble, marble red coloring. Uh, but he, Paul says, yeah, do you know that white chocolate is a different temperature? So I hope it holds. Uh, be careful. And he says, looking forward to it. So they head off. Uh, and Brownie says, I know Paul makes his own sticky, to- sticky toffee, but uh, I'm going to do my best. And they say, not, Brownie's not the only one in it, making a hidden tart. Oh, uh, so... Ruby's doing a golden egg, a bird's nest, a short, short, cut, short, short crust, uh, white chocolate ganache, mango meringue, passion fruit curd. So a little complicated, Bruce says. And she says, yep. Uh, hot coconut and white chocolate sauce. Oh, boy. She goes, yeah, I've gone out with my friends and we've had this, uh, ordered something like it. And Paul says, really? A melting surprise chocolate ball on a meal out with your friends? She goes, yeah, they're in restaurants now. You've been going to too many drive-thrus or takeaways. Uh, get with the times. Uh, everybody laughs at that. Uh, oh, Dan, I think Dan calls Constance. Uh, toasted hazelnut pears with a peach. Uh, layered mousse cake. Uh, alternating layers of jaconde. Jaconde uh, for Constance's favorite bedtime story. Caramel sauce. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. He says, yeah, that's what I'll do. Uh, and uh, they all say, okay. Who, like, uh, they say, do you think it's going to work? He goes, yeah. And they go, uh, Dan, you're talking in your high voice like you're nervous. Uh, yeah, then John's working on his opera cake, uh, ballet cake, 11 layers, Noel says, oh, goth juice. Oh, and then Kim Joy is boldly going where no baker has gone before with a galaxy-themed ball. She's making a shoe, shoe turtles, C-H-O-U-X turtles, because why not? Space turtles. And I said, oh, boy, this is getting more and more like uh, sleep, sleep, sleep with me. And then Paul, you know, Paul wouldn't listen to this podcast or anything because he says, where do you come up with this stuff, his face? And I say, space turtles and space whales make a lot of sense to me. And actually, like, like a famous uh, English author, is it a French author, are planets on the back of a space turtle, right? Should be amazing. Uh, then we have a de- like the decoration uh, scene. Oh, there's something I got a uh, too thick versus too thin. So I got to talk about this in a second. Uh, white chocolate is less stable, uh, so uh, you have to uh, like do thicker, thicker walls. So 38 minutes left. Very fun globe and moving shake it out sequence at 38 minutes. Uh, but Paul says, you should be amazing, Kim Joy. The shoe turtles, I like how it sounds. She goes, I'm even have cocktail umbrellas in there. And I say, of course. Uh, so, Kim, I mean, I don't know. Kim Joy's just uh, Kim Joy. You know, you, I don't know, like, I guess uh, they haven't met a lot of people like that. But I say, well, that's like a regular sleep with me listener. Or fabulously normal sleep with me. You know, you know what I mean. 
So Kim Joy's working on the galaxy, glove for my cocoa butter, because I usually use it to dye my hair. John's checking the walls of his globe. Got to give it a fairly firm edge. Some people are going, like, people are using different techniques to make their globes. Yeah, but yeah, if you have to do it right, or the theatrical reveal will be ruined. Not too thick, not too thin. Uh, make sure to pray. And yeah, the white chalk is going to even be harder because uh, it's less stable. So yeah, then at 38 minutes, everybody's shaking out their globes and trying to get them like the chocolate spread around. It's really fun because it looks like they're playing with balloons. Very graceful, someone says. Technique, shake it out. Trying to swirl it around. Manon's laughing. Hers is a renaissance surprise. Uh, molds. Oh, some people are using molds. So, uh, Raul and Karen are using balloons. Uh, Karen's trying to blow it up. She goes, oh, I had smoked too much as a kid uh, or as a young adult. She's using something called raspberry syllabub. I said, wasn't that person, wasn't that one of Superman's, like, enemies, his syllabub? Uh, uh, Rahul is, of course, doing, like, more than one layer. Uh, but he goes, uh, I tried practicing. The balloon kept popping in my face. Uh, he's doing a collage uh, dome on top of an opera cake. Seven layers of coffee and chocolate. Uh, 4,000, oh, so at, oh, 40 minutes, uh, Sandy's talking. She's like, where's Noel? And he's in the background uh, doing something very silly with somebody else running around with him. Uh, so that's funny. Then there's like the worker in stress sequence, uh, uh, decorations, mixing, booze, uh, flavoring, drenched in chocolate, layers of cake, precision work. Uh, Dan's making it, he, he's making his dessert inside the globe. Like, so he's assembling it, the globe around his dessert. Uh, then there's a half hour. Uh, then people start to do their globe, like, like they're having, there's just a lot of like repairs having to go on and renovations. Balloon popping, briny collapses her globe, uh. Uh, Noel has to hug her because she's uh, sad about it. Uh, uh, John uh, helps Ruby. Uh, we see Kim Joy's turtles. John's, uh, they, somebody says, geez, John looks amazing already. Uh, let's see. Oh, Raul says, to Noel, I can't give you my attention. I'm trying to work. Everybody's trying to salvage the carnage. Uh, then Noel and Sandy go back and forth. Okay, you call it, you call it. Okay, one minute left. Uh, come on, everybody's saying, come on. They're using sprays and doing the final touches. Uh, uh trying to get hers. And then they say, place it at the end of your benches or whatever. Manon's a little sad because Bryony's has the issue. And then they say, judgment time. And they, say they go to John's first. He's in a tutu. He has a tutu table with ballet shoes. Everybody's laughing. Uh, he said, I'm standing in first position. Uh, they say, that table is too weird, man. He says, the hot sauce is uh, clear, distinct, beautiful, delicious, rich. Good job. And then Ruby goes, and they say, do you understand the word sphere? Because hers didn't work out. But it's a nice reveal. Is this what they say? Yeah, too thick and a bit sickly, uh, her flavors. Then Raul goes, very Raul, elegant, quite uh, striking, did not melt. He goes, I'm sorry, uh, like the flavor, fantastic, silky smooth. He turns around to walk back, you know, like usual. Uh, Brian, she says, no excuses, it was too thin. They say, Jesus needs to be more robust, like a creature. Texture's good. Uh, taste is good. Mmm. And they say they try to, man, and tries to comfort Briny. Uh, Dan, his ends up, his, his colors are off, so his looks more like a planet. They say, Planet Dan. 
and he puts his sauce on. They says, come on, come on. It runs out of sauce, but it still falls apart. Uh, they say, wow, very good. Absolutely delicious. Very, very good. What don't we call it? Planet Delicious. Uh, then Manon goes. They say, very neat and pretty. Lovely. Voila. Wow, that is a lovely thing. Smooth, stunning, sophisticated triumph. Uh, uh, Kim Joy says, well done to Manon. Uh, Karen, they say, Jesus, the design is good, effective. Uh, come on, baby, it melts. Uh, they say, delicious, uh, decadent. Then Kim Joy goes, they say, Jesus, concept is fantastic. There's umbrellas inside. Looks amazing. Very delicious. The sauce blends, kicks, flawless, well done. So we're left with uh, Brian and Karen, who are both worried. There's like talking heads, uh, space turtles. Uh, Karen says she, she feels okay, but she'd be crushed. Uh, Brian says, well, oh, well, let's get to this Brian thing, because uh, she's a very much like Scooter's brain. She says, well, uh, I always expect the worst, uh, because uh, that way you're not surprised. I think I said, that's like, uh, that would be on uh, my tune, you know, my... Uh, but I'd probably forgot to even put it out in there. So I'm going to get to her quote in a second. Um, but uh, you see, yeah, I guess that would be my life's, my life's, uh, my belief system. Expect, uh, you know, don't plan on, uh, I guess yeah, she has an internal Nana was my point. Uh, okay. There's Karen. There's Brian. He's stressed. Uh, oh, I'm a quite of opinion. It's better to expect the worst than because then if it happens, you're not surprised. And if it doesn't happen, you you feel like a winner. And I said, I know how you feel, Briny. Then we see some swans. Uh, something my mother. Uh, we see, you know, we have a table talk about who's going to win. Too much chocolate. Uh, all's fine. And they said, well, what are we going to do? Terry wasn't here also. And uh, it was tricky. Kim Joy's really worked, and she was in trouble, so she that worked out good for her. Dan and John are up at top. Uh, uh, who will be Star Baker? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, unusual week with Terry having gone home. Terry might have gone home. They say, let's handle this. Nolan says, me and Sandy are going to go play Frisbee then. Everybody's holding hands. Ruby says, sorry, my hands are clammy. They announce the star baker is Dan, Planet Delicious. Uh, and they say, okay, so who are we going to send home then? And they say, nobody. Uh, Bryony's very relieved. Karen's eyebrows go up. But they say, text next week, two people might go home. And so there's a big relief sequence. Everybody hugging. Uh, and uh, they, she says, well, it's a lovely week. I have the joy of announcing Starbaker. That's Sandy. Everybody says, okay, who did a peach of a showstopper? Dan did. Uh, so everybody claps Dan's back. Uh, he comes up. He cheers. He's really happy. Oh, he doesn't come up. They just cheer for him, playing it delicious. Uh, they say, well, who are we going to send home? Uh, Oh, somebody says, uh, not too keen. That's at the end. Dan calls Constance. Uh, it was really cute. He says, uh, I was Star Baker. She goes, how? He goes, I made a cake. She goes, you made a cake? Was it very good and very tasty? And, uh, yeah, so they do a slow zoom on Briny and Karen when they say, nobody's going home. Wouldn't have been fair because Terry wasn't there. So next week, yeah, we'll see. And, uh, you know, be ready, though, because it could be not pleasant. Uh, and they say, on that note, okay, it feels weird. Oh, that's when they says, I'm going to go. No, no says, I'm going to go. If no one else is going home. Then everybody, Kim Joy's really patting Karen's back towards the end, relieving her. Brandy gives Paul a big hug. She says, phew, uh, uh, hugs around. She goes, the great thing is at the end of each show, you get a clean slate. Uh, and Karen says, I please am not going home. Uh, 
My family will be giddier than I am. Uh, my girls are excited. Uh, my dog's not too keen oh, that I'm on the show. And John says, geez, it must have been close. Uh, and Dan says, John, do you win next week? Uh, and John goes, well, it'll be stressful at the house again, but I know my daughter will be pleased. Uh, yeah, then Dan calls Constance, which is super cute. Then I didn't realize there was like a post uh, credit sequence. So let's stick around. He's calling Constance right now. I think she says, very good and very tasty. And she says, I got to go play with my doll. I said, typical. That's happened. Yeah. It's happened to me before where you're like, I call somebody, your child, and you're like, uh, can't wait to connect with them. They say, I got to go. I'm in the middle of watching like a cartoon. You say, okay, bye. So, yeah, the, the sequence, there's, uh, the credits are running. And I said, they have a little, little post-credit sequence or no? He said, got up to leave the room. Let's see. We see all the credits. Everybody worked on the show. Executives, Channel 4 Television, By Love Productions, MMXV111. Then the Netflix symbol. I guess not. And then it goes out and it ends. So I guess that was something for the next episode. And yeah, next week will be uh, Spice Week, apparently. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, it'll be really exciting. And uh, I'll see you then for now. Good night.